Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. Everybody, what's going on? It's Matt, and if you're new here, this is Disney Planning Insights. Welcome. Um, big show tonight. This is our news and notes show, and we've got a lot of news and notes to go over. We have P Peter with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel, um, who's going to be joining us here shortly. But yeah, lots of news. Pretty, pretty big week when it came to stuff coming out of Disney. Um, we've got a couple of rumors. We've got a couple of much weighted on items coming back um so we, we we got a lot to talk about um real quick let's talk about the youtube channel if you're like i said if you're new here this is disney planning insights and we do have a pretty awesome youtube channel you should go over check it out definitely subscribe we just hit 150 subscribers so definitely want to check that out um but our Top two videos of this past week were Mickey and Minnie's Very Merry Memories stage show from 2021 and for the first time in forever, a Frozen sing-along um, that we taped last year as well. And then our newest video on the, uh, on the YouTube channel is Disneyland's Magic Happens Parade. Uh, this parade that ran for about three weeks and then was canceled when COVID happened and hasn't come back. We have some news about that, possibly. Um, we're confirming some sources, but we just want to make sure. Um, Disney has said that that's coming back in 2022 in some form or fashion. Um, and we think it might be closer than a lot of people think. And we might hear something at D23 about that. So uh, D23 next month. Going to have a lot of things uh, the week before D23, so that Tuesday before D23, we'll probably do a top three on things that we think are going to be announced at D23. So um, I will let Peter get back to his seat so he could hear that, so he could start uh, start planning. I know there's a few things that he's waiting to hear on, a few things that I think are going to be uh, talked about, so be good to hear. So 
Uh, let's jump into news and let's get Peter with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel over here on. Hey, Peter, how are you doing tonight? Oh, tired. Thanks for asking. <laughs> you had a had a golf match today, rushed home, got ready for this. So we thank you for that. Um, golf match probably isn't over, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Just left the girls out on the course. Ah. No, there's another coach there. <laughs> um, so let's start with the Disney earnings call from last week. So Disney investors jumped on a call. Talk about Disney earnings, which overall up, up more than they thought and it definitely uh affected the stock price in the closing of that day uh, it's held pretty steady since but a couple things really stood out to me on this earnings call um the first was disney plus has surpassed netflix as far as their user base worldwide i think that's a huge number and shows how much on the decline netflix is or how many people use it and don't have accounts <laughs> So, both those things. Yeah. Yeah. The other things that stuck out to me were the percentage of guests that use Genie Plus or individual Lightning Lanes is over 50% of guests that go through the gate. That number really, really surprised me. I don't know. It, it does not surprise me based on my. Okay. So, first of all, my client experience. More so than not, the conversations with clients are turning to, like, it's not, it, it's almost not even a question of are we doing it anymore? It's a question of how are we doing it is the conversations I'm having with clients now. It's, you know, like something, for example, we might say, okay, at Animal Kingdom, we don't really need to do anything. We have plenty of time. But if we want to do anything, yeah, maybe we shell out the the flight of passage so that we don't have to wait in the line for a couple hours. But when it comes to like magic kingdom, if they're not going for two days, I tell them magic kingdom, we definitely want to go and get genie plus for the day. Uh -huh. We might even consider doing the seven dwarves and then Hollywood studios. The conversation is which one are we going to do? Are we going to jump on right away and grab the rise of the resistance or are we going to go with Genie Plus and then get to Rise of the Resistance, you know, get to the park about an hour before open so that we're let in 45 minutes before open so that we're queuing up at 30 minutes to open for Rise of the Resistance and knocking that out within the first hour of the park being open and then having our Genie Pluses lined up to go hit the other things to get the big lines, Tower of Terror, um, Toy Story, or uh, Slinky Dog Dash, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, those are kind of the conversations I'm having, so I'm not surprised by that. My general rule is we don't need it in Animal Kingdom. We want to use it, like get an individual lane for Guardians all day, every day, 100%. Um, I did that when I was just there in June. Jesse and I got a Guardians of the Galaxy. We were there for, let's see, uh, Friday... Saturday, Sunday. So we were there for five days. I paid for three different individual lightning lanes for Guardians of the Galaxy. Three so quick, quick question with Guardians right now, since it's still utilizing the virtual queue. Are you able to do a virtual queue and an individual lightning lane? Yep. So. So that's what, right? So 7 a.m., boom, book your boarding group. And then 7.01 a.m., which lightning lane do you have? <laughs> yes uh and then what's even better you ready for this one if you're at a deluxe hotel on a long night hour so a lot of those happen on monday nights if you're there on an extended hours where epcot stays open from 9 to 11 for deluxe resort guests at 4 p.m there is another booking well 4 p.m or 6 p.m i think it's 6 p.m actually now that I, no it's 4 p.m it's 4 p.m at 4 p.m., whether you're in the park or not in the park, on the extended magic hour nights, you can do another Guardians of the Galaxy that's independent of the previous two with the park reservation. So if you have an Epcot park reservation, 
and you do a lightning lane and you're at a deluxe resort and I extended hours. That was, I did that on Monday while I was there in June. <laughs> wrote it that many times. Still haven't gotten September. Oh, it's the only one I'm missing. <laughs> and I feel like it's the best. F Gabe Mickey, thank you for the uh, subscription over on YouTube. Thank you very much for that. Hopefully you're enjoying uh, the content over there. Um, no, and we, we really appreciate it. Okay, the other thing that came from the Disney earnings call was... A, it came a little bit after the earnings call. But uh, Chapek was talking about kind of the revenue stream at the parks and especially at Disneyland. And he talked about an unfavorable mix of annual pass holders to regular ticketed guests at Disneyland. Referring to um, the annual pass holders as your unfavorable mix probably wasn't the greatest of things, especially with um, annual passes coming for renewal this week now. And we'll talk a little bit about that later on. But I think this confirms a lot that, you know, at least what I've been talking about, Disney's shift to finding the new guest. As opposed to catering to the person that remembers the park a certain way. It's that, and just from a business standpoint, so you sell an annual pass that's sunk profit at this point as annual pass holders come to the park they're the ones with the lunch boxes they're the ones going to quick service restaurants they're the ones who are willing to leave midday pop out for a quick bite especially disneyland yeah I, mean, I can pop out of the park walk 10 minutes in any direction find seven to 15 different fast food places and then come back to the park 30 minutes later yeah and especially in Disneyland. Disney World is not, I can't imagine that conversation happening because Disney World, if you come in for the day, even if you're an annual pass holder, you're kind of in for the day. There are there are some like budget, penny pinching APs in Disney World, but Disneyland is really easy to just like, I ate a full meal, I went to the park for six hours, didn't spend a dime and then walked back out again. Yeah, and you figure, you know, a lot of those are locals, and if they have that uh, that lower-level pass, you know, they're only paying, you know, as of last year, $399. So if they were doing single days, you really only needed to do five or six single days to get your money back on that pass. And I don't have to spend a dime while I'm in there because yeah. I'm local. You know, just the population density around Anaheim is a lot different than the population density around Kissimmee. And yeah. so I completely... I. I get from an ear, you go, ooh, that sounds bad. No, from a business standpoint, I need the four or five-day park ticket guests that stay in my resort or on a hotel nearby, come into the parks and book my reservations and eat at my quick service and walk up to my Jack-Jack cookie num-num stand. Like, I need I need those people. I, you know, it's the same thing like Six Flags just announced. Um, Six Flags is drastically raising their prices because they're sick of being a high school daycare. Yeah, yeah, I saw that from their president. Essentially, the message of the CEO was like, our parks are tired of being high school teenage daycare centers. And right, because what does the high schooler do? They pay for this really cheap pass, and then they come in and might get a thing of fries all day long. And in exchange, the entertainment company paid thousands of dollars for employees to then go in yeah i mean even for like king's island and stuff you know that's basically our local park here it's a couple hours away but i mean for 129 dollars you can get their gold pass and you basically have to go to the park three times to get your money back on that pass yeah, so. I remember there was one year that I was going to go to Kings Island and Cedar Point. So I bought the annual pass that covered both parks because, like, I went to Kings Island like two or three days or something like that and Cedar Point for like three days. And I was money ahead. Yeah. By getting the multiple property pass. No, and, and, and that's understandable from that point. So, you know, but just it, it's one thing to say that in a boardroom. It's another thing to say it on an investor call. Well, but my investors want to know what our profit plans are. Yeah. 
Yeah. We made we made gobs and gobs of money that we're not reinvesting into the parks, but yet we hate our inner pass holders. More. Yeah. So <laughs> we've always said that about Chapey. That is one hundred percent been him, his MO from day one. It has been how do we take an already profitable thing and versus just writing the profits, how do we put it in the duck press and squeeze every last bit of fat out of this thing? Yeah. Like that it's all and that's what we've been talking about on the show for years and what i just talked about with genie plus we originally thought well maybe genie plus will fall by the wayside if the profits no because guests are like oh i can get a leg up on everybody else and it's only 60 bucks for my family of four <laughs> yeah it's 60 bucks per day for your family of four like why don't you not <laughs> and we'll just deal with standby lines but but at the same token like i'm gonna plan the best trip for my guests and if they want like if we're gonna do this then let's do this yeah i just realized right. the light's not on keep talking uh, no moving moving on a little bit uh multiple enchanting extra tours are returning to epcot um so enchanting extra tours and some of these are run by adventures by disney some of them aren't are these really cool kind of additional money events that happen in the parks each day um I know that, you know, Peter has been on some at Animal Kingdom. He's been on some at Epcot. Have you done any of the tour? Yeah, you've done the Magic one of the Magic Kingdom ones because you did the food one at Magic Kingdom. Um, so these VIP tours are really cool. We've done we've done one for the holidays. We've done one at Magic Kingdom. So a lot of cool stuff. So three of them are coming back at Epcot. The first one is Behind the Seeds, which you have done, correct? Yeah, that one's kind of cool. It shows you the science of the um, living with the land attraction. As you go through there, you see all the greenhouse areas and the science lab. And so you kind of go in there and learn more about the research being done. Um, it's relatively cheap and it's relatively quick. It's a good, it's like a good gateway tour if you just have a couple hours to spare one day at Epcot. Yeah. Um, the other two are over in the Seas Pavilion. The first one's Dive Quest, where you actually get to dive down in one of the aquariums at the Seas Pavilion. The other one is Dolphins in Depth, where you get to up-close encounters with their bottlenose dolphin population. So both of them really, really cool. Um, all three of them, you know, I haven't had a bad VIP tour experience. Yeah, the Dive one, really quick, um... I don't believe it's the snorkeling one. I believe it's the diving one. So you do need to be scuba certified in order to do that one. Just okay. So yeah. So and then the other extra that's coming back is Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Um, it's coming back both at the Magic Kingdom location and in Disneyland. So that's cool. And those are both coming back on the 25th of August. And reservations opened on the 11th. So last Thursday. Yeah. So if it's something that's coming up and you want to do it, you better get on that site now. Um, because from what I heard over the weekend through the early parts of September was already booked up pretty strong. Yeah. I grabbed Addy one on the 11th um, without much issue, but it, it is one of those things like outside of dining reservations. So you've got Savi's workshop, you've got Droid Depot, and now Bibbidi Boppity Boutique is right back into that list of 60 day out events that if you want it, be ready to go and prioritize things in terms yeah. of uh, it might be that you grab like your top two reservations and then get your Bibbidi Boppity and then move on to the rest of your reservations. Um, you know, Ogus can't if like Ogus Cantina is not as hard as it used to be, I've noticed. I've seen that with Savi's as well. I think yeah. the newness of Savi's is kind of worn off, and a lot of people well, have... I got three of them. Yeah, a lot A lot of people that wanted them have them now. So, right. you know, we've got a couple. And we've seen that Savi's has been relatively easy to get, but Bibbidi Boppity Boutique coming back now is going to be a hard reservation for probably about the next six months or so yeah. as that... That big influx of people that were wanting it the last two years and now have the ability to. Um, and that is for kids up to 12 years old. So keep that in mind as well. 
on the night. Hope, hopefully the spa at Grand Floridian brings back their uh, makeup session for the older kids. They did something called Character Couture for a little while um, before the pandemic. I'd love to see that come back for your older kids, especially, you know, even if they just do it for the not-so-scary uh, parties. That'd be cool because I, I think that was something really cool that daughter and wife got to do together. They both got their ma- hair done. They both got their makeup done um, in their costumes for their characters and then did a not-so-scary party that night, and it was it was a lot of fun. Um, Let's see. Let's get into Disneyland. So Disneyland announced a couple of things. First, the Disneyland packages for 2023 are going on sale tomorrow. Um, so if you are wanting to visit Disneyland in 2023, um, call that guy down, down there, that guy over there. Um, and yeah, and, uh, (laughs) let him know you want to go to Disneyland and give him the dates so he can get you some pricing on those packages. Um, the other thing that they released is that the magic key renewals are going to open on August the 18th. So if you currently have a magic key, and you are wanting to renew that, it is going to happen starting Thursday. There are a lot of changes. So, first off, they took away the Dream Key, um, which was the original top-tier key, and they they added this Inspire Key. So the Inspire Key is new, and it is $1,599 a year per person. Um, the Believe key, which is the next tier down, is $1,099. Um, it was $949 last year. The Enchantment key is $699, up from $649 last year. And the Imagine key, which is the locals-only key, is $449, up from $399 last year. Now, a couple of things that they did add to these packages are... Discounts on Genie Plus, 20% discount across the board on all Genie Plus and Lightning Lane purchases. But you cannot make your purchase until after you enter the park that you have a reservation for that day. So caveat there. So don't buy your Genie Plus in the morning, then go into the park. Buy it once you get to the park, you get your 20% off. The other thing is is they they put in a class action lawsuit clause on these. (laughs) Because of what happened this year with the the blackout dates. Now, all of the keys um, for next year do have blockout dates. Um, the highest key, it's only during the Christmas time. So, December 21st through January, or December 31st or through January 2nd, something like that. Um, but all of them have blockout dates. So, Peter, you've been an on and off annual pass holder um, at Magic Kingdom. Right now... They are paused at Magic Kingdom as well, right? Disney World. Yeah, Disney World. Disney World, yes. 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 Um, they So you can purchase them, but you you have to... Yeah, you got to... Um, the only way to purchase them is to previously be a pass holder, and they are available for DVC right now. Okay. Um, so renewals are available, basically. Yeah, renewals are available. You're, the, you're able to continue being a pass holder and you are allowed to change your tier if you are currently a pass holder you can change to different tiers um yeah but you you can't just if you're not a pass holder and not dvc and don't have other like ins uh they're not like for the general public available for sale right now okay so new pass holders both both disneyland and disney world are not open to new pass holders right now correct unless you have some type of a qualifier. Yeah, okay. Perfect. Perfect. So, yeah, lots lots going on at Disneyland with that. Um I think those um those keys are interesting just like what you get out of them are really interesting because like kind of with Chapex goal, if you look at these keys, you almost like see the statement coming through in these keys. Because if you get the cheap, cheap, cheap key, you can only have up to two park reservations at a time. Uh huh. Versus the high end key where you get up to six at a time. Yeah. Which is more than what Disney World. Disney World only allows you four, 
unless you have a part, you have a hotel reservation with them. And then that sort of like opens it up for four plus your hotel reservation. Um, and then the parking too is really interesting because you get on the low level ones, you get only, you get a discount on Toy Story parking, which is like the holy crap, so far away parking. Um, and then on like the top tier, you get free standard parking, which there's standard parking relatively close to the park. Uh, so it's just, it is really funny, like what we were talking about, the low level pass. It, and I think that's where, that's how I interpreted Chapek's statement is like, the low level pass individuals are coming in and making a killing on us. Yeah. So something needs to be done about that so that we can be protecting our own interests. It's understandable. You don't like it. You you want a company to have that that loyalty, I, I would imagine. You know, maybe I'm just being old-fashioned old here. But I think as you price people out, you lose that loyalty. And I think it becomes an issue for some people. So. It does. Um, but at the same token, like, when we go regularly, we do a lot of the things that ensures the financial business success of the company that we're patronizing versus doing things to save a quick buck or undercut. Yeah, you know, so there's there's like a hand in hand, right? There like is. You want there the company is. to be loyal to you, but you also have to take care of the company. You do. So if you're doing things that are detrimental to the company, why should the company take care of me? Correct, but again, yeah. I think I think we can run this in circles a lot. Right, so. right. <laughs> All right, let's go over to Disney Cruise Lines. Disney Cruise Lines uh, announces a change in their vaccination policy starting on September the second. Basically, it's just a move in the minimum age of guests that need to be fully vaccinated. So right now, any guest that goes on a Disney cruise that is over five years old needs to be fully vaccinated. Starting on September 2nd, it is any guest over 12 years old um, needs to be vaccinated. So it's kind of a weird change. I think a lot of people were... Um, expecting changes in the testing requirements and not necessarily the age of the vaccinated status. So um, we were on a Disney cruise. We, we really, that's the only reason we got our kids vaccinated was to go on the Disney cruise. Um, and we went through the, the testing procedure and everything that they had in place there. It was relatively easy. Um, documents through the Inspire system was relatively easy. Uh, just, you know, it is what it is on a cruise ship. It is a big floating hotel, basically, where you're in close contact with a lot of people. Um, so, again, if it's if it's your cup of tea and that's what you want to do, 12 and, 12 and older now are is going to be the vaccinated for any cruise leaving after September the 2nd. Um, I know that you're looking at going on a cruise with your family probably sometime next year. Uh, does this change anything for you? No, we're all vaccinated. Yeah. So. I even took my third poke. Nice. Yeah. And probably here in another few months, I'll probably take another poke. <laughs> I just, I, you and I have talked about this before. I think we talk about this more off air than on air, but, um, like I, I fully anticipate it's just one of those things you're like, Okay, got to go in and get my flu and COVID booster. Yeah. Here are the types of COVID that, here are the strains of COVID-19 that we expect to be prevalent this year. Yeah. Yep, they're probably going to mix it all together and yep. throw it in your arm at the same time. Yep. Let's go. Yep. Um, moving on, Skyliner maintenance scheduled for January 22nd through 29th of 2023 it happens every year um usually it's the week before marathon weekend it was the one it was the weekend that addy and i went last year <laughs> that's right so sad so sad because you guys stayed at caribbean didn't you 
I only stay if, well, I either stay at, a, if I'm using DVC points, I stay Riviera or somewhere else. Like I'm staying at Grand Floridian this time for a little bit. Uh, so that'll be a first. Checking another one off the list. Um, but then, yeah, if I'm, if I'm like paying, it's Caribbean or pop, depending on how budgetary I'm going on it. Like, and I, I'm even that way as a travel agent. Like, oh, you want an intermediate hotel? Let me tell you about Caribbean Beach. <laughs> oh, you want a value resort? Let me tell you why the thirty extra dollars per night at Pop Century is worth it, versus being out in the stars. <laughs> we are both big Pop Century fans. So. But I ride to Smash Mouth. I have to be an all star. Ah. <laughs> uh. Have you ever seen that Ride to Smash Mouth video? Oh, I'll just show it to you sometime. I no. Let's continue. <laughs> um, so th- this, this is kind of a rumor, but it's, it, it's kind of a confirmed rumor now. New opening coming to Enchantment. So last night they did some testing, some fireworks testing. It was announced. And we have our friends that like to stay up and just film what's going on on the castle. And they were testing a new opening with Walt Disney on the castle um it sounds like it is going to be him talking uh, with his projection in the 50th emblem for the new opening this again i I told i told shannon enchantment's still not my favorite yeah and they're trying to make this thing last as long as possible so they're adding walt to it which they should have done at the beginning. It was a travesty that he wasn't part of the fireworks show built for the 50th anniversary of that park. But they're doing it now, a year after the fact, and <laughs> this is, this is it, it's, it's going to be coming soon. Um, so they did test it last night. There are some places throwing dates out there. I would imagine since the test happened, it's probably going to happen in the next couple of weeks. Um, normally... October 1st. <laughs> October 1st. Everything happens October 1st. Um, they usually they usually get those things moving pretty quick. They usually have like the 4th of July fireworks test like the last week in June. They do the Halloween fireworks test, you know, last week in July, getting ready for that stuff, so... I would imagine that that's going to come pretty soon to Enchantment at Magic Kingdom. Adding some polish to the turd. Uh, it's not necessarily a turd. It's a, it's still a Disney fireworks show. It but is, it, but I get it. Like, to come from... So Wishes was good. And then when Happily Ever After came in, everyone was like, no, Wishes. But then Happily Ever After hit, and you're like, Whoa. Yeah. God, this might be the most amazing audiovisual display that I've ever experienced in my life. And then Enchantment's not bad. Like, Enchantment is on kind of the level of wishes, in my opinion. But what Happily Ever After was, was it was this long, cohesive storytelling journey mm-hmm. that went from start to finish and tied in with such powerful music. And then Enchantment comes in and is like, look, we're animators. Here's some scenes that we've done for you. <laughs> do you like this song? Oh, you don't like that song? Let's do this song. You like this song? It, it's it's what I thought they did with Harmonious, even though Harmonious is growing on me the more and more I see the show. It's the the throw a dartboard at a bunch of movie covers and say, okay, we're using a song from that movie, and we're throw, using a song from that movie. Yeah, but where Enchantment Falls Flat and Harmonious Succeeds is all the other aspects. Exactly. Because the show is just so, it's so massive, first of all, right? Because you've got the whole lake is a show. And so it's just stunning. But Enchantment, when my focus is just the castle and it's a little lackluster. And I think the firework display, too, in my opinion, is worse than the Happily Ever After firework display. It is. Just from a pyrotechnic type of guy. You know, they tried to do things up and down Main Street, and it kind of takes your eye off of the main focus of the... Like, I I really even haven't looked at the projections on Main Street to see, oh, these are really cool, because the fireworks are in front of you on the castle. Yeah, I'm in the hub. Like, Yeah. 
I almost I almost have to like make it a point to go stand by the Roy and Minnie statue to maybe then appreciate everything that's going on. Well, the first the first time we watched Enchantment, we did it from back there, hoping to kind of get that whole experience. No. And it just no, it just it, it wasn't it it didn't grab our eye like I think that they thought it might have. Right. So because it sounded cool on paper, but yeah, in actuality. I would say 90% of people that watch the show have no idea Main Street's doing anything. Exactly, exactly. Um, Last thing I've got on the news, Disneyland Paris announces show breaks. Um, So shows across all the parks will do this. They'll take a week or two off. Um, So Disneyland Paris has four shows. The Disney Junior Dream Factory is going to be off September 12th through October 7th. Lion King Rhythms of the Pride Lands. September 19th through November 10th. Frozen, A Musical Invitation, November 14th through December 16th. And Mickey and the Magician, uh, January 9th through February 24th of 23. So if you are planning to go over to Disneyland Paris, just be aware. One of the shows, if not multiple shows, no, none of them overlap. Oh, two of them overlap. So the Disney Junior and the Lion King one overlap a little bit. So one or two of the shows may be... Um, on a break when you go over there. So I've really noticed some weird things at Paris, too. So, you know, one of the things I do as a planner is I kind of watch, like, wait times and that kind of stuff throughout the day. Um, Stalker. And they don't necessarily have a set schedule of, of when things open and when things close. Like, the rides don't stay open all day, or all the rides don't stay open all day. Some of them will shut down early. Some of them will open up later. It, it just, it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, you are uh, definitely paying attention to Paris significantly more than me right now. Yeah. Trying to get your handle on. I mean, that, we're, what, seven months out now? So, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out, I'm just trying to figure out the parks and kind of strategize and and do all those things that you know i would have done the first time if i was going to disney world you know going on finding people that i think i can trust on youtube to tell me hey these are the tips and tricks for disneyland paris that kind of stuff and it's just weird because it there doesn't seem to be a lot of set schedules like i i can go on i can go on the disney world website and look at next week and see when the parade is, when the fireworks all, all, all that kind of stuff. I can't do right that in next Paris. week. You could do it <laughs> for three months. Right. Go way out and look. Yeah. I, I can't do that over there, which is, it, it, it kind of bothers me a little bit, but I, I guess it's just something I'm going to have to get used to. Yep. That's what you get for going to, uh, you know, you and I have talked about that before. I, cause I felt that way when I called. Right. I talked to you about this. I don't think we talked about it on air. When I called, when I called Disney World, the people are like, yep, 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 yep. We got to want like, and it says it like on the message, like you have up to one hour and then we're going to kick you off. <laughs> like, it's, it straight up says that. And then so like Disney World is like, OK, we can take care of seven of your reservations in the next 23 minutes. Go. <laughs> and I called Paris and this late. She was perfectly wonderful. So she was just like, yeah, so give me, like, the, uh, yeah, let's let's get the dates of birth. And you know what? I'm going to put you on a hold a little bit for I, while I build this package. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be on hold for like a minute. It's like 10, 15 minutes. She comes back. She's like, okay, I've almost built the package. So I just wanted you to know that, like, we've almost got it. I'm like, boy, this is, this is, a, this is a difference. I mean, you know, so I think there's a lot to be said about, I mean, people from other other nations come here and they always talk about, like, what do you mean you check your email outside of work? What do you mean you work on stuff not at work? What do you mean you drive 300 miles to see a relative over the weekend? Like, you know, people in, like, Britain and France are like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen my relatives in a year and a half. Oh, you must live really far away. Yeah, they're, like, two hours. Like, oh, that's a different mindset. <laughs> like, <laughs> drive two hours for a baseball game in a day. <laughs> like, okay. All right. 
So, so one of the things that we're going to be doing in the new show is um, answering questions on air. Um, we're going to have people um, submit questions. So if you do have a question, you can drop it over at our, uh, our Facebook pages, uh, here in the comments on the YouTube channel. And we'll, we'll check out all that stuff. And, and each day we're going to answer, or every Tuesday we're going to answer one or two questions. We're going to try and keep it around 10 minutes um, with the question discussion. And then if you jump on, um, the asker of the question jumps on and has any follow-up questions or anything like that. We'll continue the conversation as long as we need to to answer your question. Um, so, got a question today from Pink Glitter Mini. And this is, this is more of a Disneyland question, but it, it really applies to both parks. I'm attempting to book 60 days in advance for Fantasmic Dinner Package at Blue Bayou, Ogus Cantina, and Trader Sam's for our trip in October. I was online ready, refreshing my screen at 6 a.m. PST. Fantasmic Dining Package had zero times available. Like, absolutely none. Did I do something wrong? Any tips? So, um... Like I said, I think this can apply to both parks. So when, when we're talking about dining reservations, what tips and tricks do you have? Let's start with at 60 days out. What are your tips and tricks for 60 days out? Um, so the tips and tricks is you got to know when the dining reservations launch. And um, on top of that, you also have to know that sometimes they kind of like slide out a little bit early so you got to have a priority list like this is priority one priority two priority three because if you're on at 60 days out what do you mean by on at 60 days out do you mean on at 60 days out at like noon 2 p.m <laughs> 4 p.m way too late 6 a.m that's that's when on at 60 days out is Second of all, you have to look at the length of your trip. If you're 60 days out and you're thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going for two days. I'm going to get this high ticket thing, this high ticket thing, this high ticket thing. You're not going to get them. You're not. You're not going to get. You're going to get stuff. But you have to temper your expectations because at 60 days out, you're booking at 60 days out and 61 days out on a two day trip. If I'm staying a week. 60 days out, I'm booking 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66 days out. So, like, for example, this is a similar situation, Space 220 Lounge. You can go to the lounge. You don't have to do the prefix menu. It's great. The lounge at Space 220, dinner is available at about four days out. Lunches become available at about five days out on a trip. So, like, when I went with Jesse and I, I was able to get a lunch on our fifth day, the very last day. There was not a lunch available on day four or three. Or, like, and I think a lot of newbies to Disney, they make that mistake. They go, okay, I'm going to be on it 60 days out. I'm going to get it. If you're going for a day or two, you're not going to get the big stuff at 60 days out. You're just... You're just kind of not. And, yeah, uh, I mean, there, there's only there's only, only so much capacity at these places right now, and a lot of people are going for those big ticket items. I mean, you yeah. can you can say that about Royal Table. You can say that about Topolino's breakfast. You can say that about oh Topolino's breakfast. Good luck if you get it before four to five days out in your yeah. trip. It's yeah, it's 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 been almost impossible. Even at five days, like the last day of your trip, almost impossible. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so now I'm going to jump in and talk about kind of as you get closer to your trip, because this is not done at 60 days out. So what a lot of people will do is they will make multiple bookings at restaurants and adjust it as they figure out their schedule, um, as they figure out what their friends and family want to do, they may make two or three Ogus Cantinas and then drop two of them a couple weeks out before their trip. Or they might do the same thing with... Yeah. And and the thing you want to do is just be available to, hey, every day or so, check the site, see what's available, get on there at 6 a.m., and just pound through your days and see, hey, did anything open up? Because... Double, oh, go ahead. 
I was gonna say, even up until the day of your you going into that park, things can open up. That's that was gonna be my double down. My double down on Matt's comment is six and seven a.m. day of can be very very fruitful for finding those tough reservations because most of the time what happens is when they cancel something it stores a, a lot of times it'll store itself until the system refreshes because it's like the reservation gets sort of like locked up mm-hmm. but day of as soon as it's released it gets shoved right back through the system and so i have grabbed tons so for example jesse and i went down in june we were trapped in the airport because we were supposed to have a 515 flight and ended up getting pushed back I don't whatever time we left. I think we left at like 845 or something like that. Uh-huh. Late for like almost four hours. But because of that, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to screw around a little bit. I was able, or sorry, sorry, back up. So Jesse and I were sitting there the night before and we were up late because my mom was in town. And so we were like, you know what? Let's just stay up, drive to the airport about 2 a.m. We'll nap in the car for a couple hours and head in. So at midnight, I got us an Enchanted Forest, the, or not Enchanted Forest, um, the, the Enchanted Storybook Dining for that night. Yeah. At like 7 p.m. And then we get there and every, like we post it and tons of people on our Facebook page are like, how did you get that? How did you get that? How did you get that? It's like, I literally got it. 18 hours ago. So if you're sitting here thinking, I want to do this, 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 just 24 hours out to the morning of, be on it. Just, I'm going to check. I'm going to check. I'm just going to check. I'm going to check. And then last ditch effort, it never hurts to go to the host stand and say, hey, is there any openings? Right. If you like, really want to okay. do it, it's not going to matter on the time. Yeah. Oga's like right now at Hollywood Studios is only booking at about 30%. And then day of, they're filling to 50 to 60%. Mm-hmm. So same idea as what Matt just said. Like Space 220, day of, Space 220 does not release its reservations. You have to go up to the host stand and say, hi, I would love a reservation today and see what they tell you. And yep. a lot of times, if like they might have availability right then and there. They might be like, yep, let's go get in here. Yep. So that's happened multiple times at Space 220 where... I've been walking up for a reservation and somebody comes around the corner and goes, um, yeah, we were hoping to maybe get a reservation. Like, are all of you here? Here's your pass. Go inside. You need to fill some tables. <laughs> so, yeah. So just just to recap, at 60 days, make a priority list. Really, really target those high value reservations later in your trip. And then as you're as you're getting closer to your trip, you know, check your check your dining reservations every few mornings and then day before day of if you're still looking for that that high high value reservation definitely check it as much as you can because they will get spit back into the system and then last case last chance scenario is go up to the host stand and ask the worst they can tell you is no you know and you don't want to feel bad knowing that that's an option and you not take it like for example topolino's Here's like an insider trick. Topolinos, you can normally go up and you can get standby sat. They have like a table area that's just on the other side of a little half wall. The characters don't come up to your table. But if I just want to take in the experience and enjoy the amazing food, go do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You got anything else tonight, Peter? I have so much. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Disney related. Disney related. Oh. No. No. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us again tonight. Um, we will see you next week unless something happens. So. I don't know my schedule. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> um, where can everybody find you? Uh, so, as always, uh on Facebook is a really easy way to find princess in the mouse travel, um, reach out to me via messenger. We can start that conversation and, uh, get it going from there. But obviously you can also get me at the, uh, Wix site that scrolls around throughout the course of the show. 
um, and you can submit a vacation request, a vacation planning request form through there as well. All right, sounds good. Well, thanks for joining us tonight, and we will talk to you later. That was Peter with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel. Like he said, find him over at Facebook at P-A-T-M Disney Travel or on our Wix site, which will be down here. Um, it's actually the next scroll. Check out our website, patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning if you're listening on the podcast. Um, well, I thank everybody for watching tonight. Again, um, if you do have any questions or anything that you want to see answered in our top threes, definitely get those over to us either on the YouTube channel, drop it in the comments, or direct message us over on Facebook, either the Princesses and the Mouse Facebook page or at DPI Podcast on Facebook. Uh, again, thank you guys all for watching tonight. Let's get into the closing. Princesses and the Mouse. everybody for watching listening everything that you do um we will be talking to you next tuesday have a good week everybody